Yeah, as, as a family, um, we um, almost every year have gone to a campsite, the same campsite in St. David's, uh, and we, we camp as a family and we have a great time. Um, and uh, some, some years the weather is kind, some years the weather is less than kind, and we have, you know, camping in the gales and the rain and all of that. But in, the, in, in those moments when it's rainy and gales, we, uh, we tend to, um, you know, find something to do. Um, you know, I'm not a big fan of sitting in a flappy tent all day long. Um, so we try and find something to do. And uh, when the children were little, uh, no, it's still quite little, but when the children were little, um, then, then a castle would be like top of the list. Go to a castle uh, and we can run around the castle, play in the castle and so on. We went to one castle called Castle Hendless. Um, and, um, and it's not what you'd imagine. I don't know if the picture's going to work. Is the picture going to work? There it is. Uh, I don't know whether, whether when you were thinking of castles, that's what you were picturing. Um, but uh, this, this is um, basically um, an Iron Age fort. Uh, it's, it's aged well, isn't it? Uh, no, it isn't the original. Uh, but it's, it's built on the original foundations of an Iron Age fort. And so what they basically had was some post holes um, that they found... Um, where, the, where the wood had rotted and so on, but they could, you know, they're, they're clever like that. And they could see where these posts were, and they built the, a new fort, these buildings, on the, in the same holes as the post holes. So archaeologists sort of figured it out and, and, and uh, spent a lot of time. And when we went there one time, it was pouring with rain, uh, and it happens that the, the, the senior archaeologist for the site was on site. So we sat round this fire in the rain, chatting to this archaeologist for ages and picking his brains. Because it, I wanted to know, well, how did they know the, what pitch to make the roof, for instance? They just had some holes in the ground. How did they, how did they know that? Um, and, and how did they know how thick to make the walls? How did they know how thick to make the, the thatch on the roofs? Uh, and it was fascinating. So the pitch on the roof, for those that are interested, uh, this is going somewhere, I promise you. The, pi- <laughs> the pitch on the roof... Um, was basically a design, they, they could see where the rainwater had been hitting the ground. Uh, so they could, they, from, from that, from the, the posts and where the rainwater hit the ground, they could basically, I mean they're sort of guessing, but and it's an educated guess. They're very clever uh, and they know about things. And they could see, you know, from that, where the pitch of the roof would be. They probably did a bit of trigonometry for those that are interested in that sort of thing. Um, uh, to figure out where it would be. And I, I was just fascinated, really, that these, uh, these people had basically taken their knowledge um, of, of these buildings, taken their knowledge of, of the Iron Age time and the materials that they would have had and the tools that they would have had, and they reconstructed this building based on that knowledge and quite a lot of trial and error and guesswork. So, as an example, they didn't know... They, they knew that there would be fires inside... Uh, these buildings, but they didn't know if there would be some sort of chimney hole in the roof. How was the smoke going to get out? They, they just didn't know. So they built the first ones with holes in the roof um, uh, to let the smoke out. And then they found, um, quite dramatically, that that then caused too much draw uh, and they kept burning the roof. Uh, so they thought, let's go back to the drawing board. That can't have been how they did it. And so, so they, then they thought, well, it must be that they just let the smoke in the, in the building, and then, you know, they were smoking themselves out. But they, they got to a point where they got the thickness of the thatch just right so that the smoke would escape, uh, but the rainwater wouldn't come in. And I thought it was clever. 
Uh, and uh, uh, we're part of a family of churches. This is where I'm going with it. We're part of a family of churches called New Frontiers. And round about, I don't know, in the 70s sometime, uh, a group of people started having experiences of the Holy Spirit in a new way. 60s and 70s, experiences of the Holy Spirit in a new way and started um, discovering a new way of doing church. Uh, and and one, of the, one of the sort of names that they were given was the Restorationists. So, and, and they wanted to restore the church back to its origins. And uh, we've, got, we've got over 2,000 years of church history and lots has happened. Lots has gone on. Some great stuff, some not so great stuff. Uh, there's some, there's some uh, Bible college students here. Anyone doing, we doing church history yet? We got into, you will do and it'll be great. <laughs> Um, you, you know, but there's, there's some good stuff in the church history over the 2,000 years, and there's some not-so-good stuff. And church has evolved over that time, and, and we've developed some habits, some good and some not-so-good. And, and these guys that started our family of churches thought, do you know what? We want to rediscover what the original was. Rediscover what, how did they do church um, and there were things, to be honest with you, there were, you know, things like having a guitar in worship in those days was quite radical. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? So, so the way that we now worship God, for, as, as a, is a good example, has totally changed in that period of time. And it's partly because of these guys had a, a new encounter, a new experience of the Spirit, and wanted to kind of figure out how to build church and worship God in a different way. And uh, I, here's what I think. I, I think we've still got some work to do. To restore the church, I, I, I think there's some great things in, in amongst how we function, how we operate as a church. But I, I feel like, what is our future? And I think, I, I think we need to look at the original church again and think, okay, what what are we doing good, and what needs rediscovering? Anybody up for that journey of rediscovering? It's like we've got these post holes, um, some little nuggets in scripture that can point us to this is a this is how to look back and think, well, oh, this is a way to build church. Um, and, uh, and, and like those archaeologists, we want to look at that stuff and, and um, be informed by truth from Scripture uh, and, and, and then try out what works within our culture. I mean, I have to say that I want to, I want to be informed and restore the church, but actually the latter church should be more glorious than the former church. The church that Jesus is returning to, actually, we want to see it more glorified, more, more glorious, don't we? Two people do. <laughs> it's phenomenal. Um, and uh, I'm, gonna just, I'm just going to go for those two. Uh, so let's have, let's have a look. Let's have a look at Acts, Acts 2, uh, 42 to 47, which I think is one of the, it's just a great little description of the church. Uh, and sorry, I didn't give Claire these words, so she's frantically putting them in now. Uh, so I apologise um, for that, Claire. Uh, it says this. They devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching and to fellowship, to the breaking of bread and to prayer. Everyone was filled with awe at the many wonders and signs performed by the apostles. All the believers were together and had everything in common. They sold property, possessions to give to anyone who had need. Every day they continued to meet together in the temple courts. They broke bread in their homes and ate together with glad and sincere hearts, praising God and enjoying favour of all the people. 
And the Lord added to their number daily those who are being saved. I just think it's great to look at that and think, okay, there's some stuff that we're doing all right with. There's some stuff that, if, we, if we're honest, it's like, a, it's like a, a, a post hole in the ground for us to rediscover. So, so what, what I'd love us to do is to um, take, take this moment, you know, I've got these few minutes of your attention, take this moment to think about scripture and think about the truth that we know, think about what the church is and what it's about, and, and also apply that with Holy Spirit-inspired imag- imagination. Those guys that developed that thought had to kind of imagine. They had to guess. They had to try some things and imagine what, what it was like because there were no photographs from the Iron Age. And actually, there's no videos or, re- or, or video-type reports of the early church. We, we sort of we get glimpses. Um, and, and it's a bit like those post holes. How do we now build on that? How do we dis- rediscover what it was supposed to be like in the first place? So for those two that are up for that journey, we're going to have a look at it. Um, so it starts off, they devoted themselves, and it said a few things. Okay. Um, so this word devotion, um, anyone in love in the room? Oh, that's a good answer, Richard. Well done. Uh, get a room. Anyway, um, so, so uh, uh, hands in the air if you're in love. Like if you're in love but the person that, it, that, that you're in love with doesn't know it, then uh, maybe put your hand like that. Um, but, but uh, you know, you, you don't have to really teach someone um, that has fallen in love with someone. You don't have to teach them to be devoted. I remember when I fell in love with Josephine. She's not here. She's upstairs. Um, but, um, she, you, know, you know, nobody had to persuade me to go and spend time with her. I mean, no one had to say, oh, come on, Jim, go and, go and spend some time with Josephine. I was there all of the time. In fact, um, I, on one occasion, borrowed the pastor of the church at that time's car, and I went to see Josephine and crashed it on the way. I was so distracted. That, that, the pastor was in, in Africa at the time, and he came back to a totally written-off car. <laughs> Uh, but I was in love. Who cares? Um, uh, so, so we don't we don't need to be um, you, you know we don't need to be told, do we, to go and you know borrow a car and go and see your girlfriend or, or your wife or whatever. We're devoted, uh, and and I think that word is a great word for us to think about what these this the picture of this early church. And, and I think the first thing to consider is they were devoted. There was no kind of twisting of arms to get to church. There was no, kind of, do you know I mean, no religious duty in the situation. They, they left all their religious duty behind. And they were devoted to this new teaching. They were devoted to what the apostles were teaching about Christ, about Jesus, and about who he, who he was, who he is, and who he is going to be. Uh, when he returns, and so they they um, they they basically gathered together in this in this atmosphere of devotion, and and they devoted themselves to a number of things. They devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching. Uh, well, we we they were they were sort of writing scripture at that time. We have the apostles' teaching or, and other stuff in the Word of God in the Bible, and they were devoted to that stuff. And I think it's, you know, you know, an, an important thing for us to note, a post hole for us to, to dig into and discover is how do we grow in our devotion to learning and growing in the word of God? 
Yeah. Actually, if I'm honest, I don't think we're too bad at this one. I think we can give ourselves a little pat on the back and say, we're, we're all right. We're, 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 we're pretty good at, 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 you know, getting into God's word. I mean, there's probably some room for improvement. Okay, just say it slowly, quietly, gently. Do you know what I mean? You know, um, if the last time you opened your Bible was last time you were at church, maybe there's some room for improvement. That's all I'm going to say. Um, they devoted themselves to fellowship. Uh, I'm going to nick one of your stories, Richard. Um, but uh, Richard tells a story of uh, growing up in a chapel, going, and they would have... I think this is right. I've heard, this, I've heard him preach a lot, so um, I know most of his stories. So, so, um, so, so they, would, they, would, um, they would do a service, and, and every now and again, somebody would stand up and say, after the service, we're going to have um, uh, tea and fellowship. Um, and so, um, and they were always, if I remember rightly, Richard, correct me if I'm wrong, they were always uh, yellow um, lemon, lemon things. Thin? Thins. I have no idea what that is. Um, they were yellow, they were lemon thins that went with a cup of tea. And so for many years, Richard thought fellowship were those lemon thins. Uh, so he'd be tucking into his cup of tea and eating his fellowship. Um, and... Um, of course, it doesn't mean that. But what does it flipping mean? What is fellowship? Do you know what I mean? Because I think, you know, we're going to have some fellowship. We're going to hang out for a bit. We're, I mean, we're, we're hanging out after the service with some of the students. We're having fellowship? I don't know. What, 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 is, what was fellowship for these guys? Because I think there was a camaraderie and there was a togetherness and there was a, we're, staying, we're, we're nailing our curse to the master about this Jesus that could have got them killed. That, that, that glued them together. They talk, the Bible talks about unity of the spirit. Well, that's something different from just trying to be friends, isn't it? I, I, I do believe this, this term fellowship is, is like a bit of a post hole for us. Nice one, Martha. We've agreed earlier on that Martha, well, when she makes that noise, she's, she's meaning, good point, Jim. That's what she's meaning. Okay, so, so um, it's like one of those post holes. For us to read, what does it even mean to have fellowship together? What does it even mean to be a fellowship of believers? I feel like we've got some, you know, we've got some work to do. This talk, by the way, is more about questions than it is answers. Because <laughs> right? we've got to rediscover stuff. We've got to use our imaginations, led by the Holy Spirit, informed by the Word of God, and reimagine what, 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 what does this look like to be in fellowship? I, I just, I can't... I don't think it's an hour, hour and a bit on a Sunday and maybe a couple of hours on a Wednesday night. It's got to be a bit more than that, isn't it? Anyway, I'll leave that one with you. They devote themselves to, to, to teaching, fellowship, to prayer. Uh, um, nothing much to say about prayer, but they did pray a lot. Okay? That's all I'm going to say about that. Um, uh, and, and the breaking of bread. That one, this one gets mentioned twice, actually. So they broke bread in their homes and they broke bread in the temple courts. Uh, what, what do they mean by breaking bread? Non-rhetorical question. What do they mean by that? What was it? What were they talking about? Come on, Chris. Communion. Yeah? Eating together. Communion. What did they... Do, do you know what I mean? 
so, so we, when we have communion, we will be having communion again sooner because we've, we've we're, you know, we live in a world of COVID and we've got to be COVID safe. So we've got the Ryanair of communion uh, cups. So we have, we have little cups that have, the, that have the little wafer in the top. So you break the first seal, get the wafer, then the next seal, get the, the wine. Splendid. Um, <laughs> and, 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 you know, and, and we do that. It's a sacrament. We do that with this, this that's like a, you know, we, we do it because Jesus basically stood up and said, you know, on the night that he was betrayed, he, he broke some bread and said, this is my body broken for you. And he drank a, opened the wine and said, this is my uh, uh, blood shed for you. Do this in remembrance of me. So it's right to religiously do this to remember him, isn't it? But the impression I get is that there was also, they were eating. They were breaking Caspian pizza. Well, they weren't, but do you, do you know what I mean? You know, it's, it's, my, it's my conviction that there's a little bit of discovery to be done in how we do communion. What, how did they do communion? And, and, and combining it with fellowship. And I think sometimes we're quite good at doing a meal, and we're having a laugh, doing a meal, and we're quite good at doing communion. But I think sometimes our, our communion needs to perhaps be a bit more mealy, and our meal needs to be a bit more communion-y. I'm just throwing it out there. Um, so they devoted themselves to those things. And, and we've got some more. Uh, those things I think we are doing and I think we're not too bad on. Here are some things that I think, whoa, there's some real, some real steps for us to get into. Um, it's, it says that they, everyone was filled with awe at the many signs and wonders that the apostles did amongst them. How, who's, who's filled with awe this morning? Martha is. Do you you know what I mean? I'm longing for a time. I don't believe that this stuff, the the miracles, I think Jesus' ministry was characterised. If you were a news reporter reporting on the life of Jesus, you would mention miracles. Would you not? Um, And uh, if you were a news reporter reporting on the life of the church, the early church, the Peters, the Johns, you would mention miracles, would you not? Peter's shadow would heal the sick. And uh, Jesus said that we would do what he did and greater things. Well, we've got a bit of a post hole there, haven't we? How do we rediscover that? Now we're, we're dabbling. We're, 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 you know, we're doing it. I've prayed for some people and they've got healed. And I can tell you some stories about that another time if you like. Um, you know, but, but there's so much for us to grasp of that thing. What it would be to, for us to be sitting here and we're just, we're blown away by the goodness of God because he's got healed. There's a, there's a lady, I mean, there's plenty of people I could quote. There's a lady called Heidi Baker. I don't, you know, you won't agree with everything that she says. I probably don't agree with everything she says. But she goes to a village in Mozambique, uh, goes to a village in Mozambique and says, bring all your deaf people here and we're going to pray for them. The deaf people get healed and then they preach the gospel. That would change things, wouldn't it? Do you know what I mean? I'm hungry for that. Who's hungry for that? Have I got more than two yet? Yes. Okay, excellent. Um, so they were filled with awe because of the miraculous signs and wonders that were done amongst them. And uh, can, can, I, can I encourage us? Who wants to come on this journey with us? To press into, to rediscover this dimension of church life. And what it is to be the body of Christ. Let's move on. Because I've got more. I'm, I'm on a roll. There's about f- like five or six now. So we're doing well. Uh, next one, it says, every, everything, 
Uh, they had everything in common. And so as there was need amongst them, they were able to give to those needs. People sold houses, people sold fields, and they gave it to the apostles and they distributed it. So there was no needy person amongst them. How do you feel we're doing on that one? I mean, we're not doing bad. We, I don't know what the number is for the offering we raised for the building here, but people are being pretty generous. Um, but I, I do think there's some room, room for improvement. I do think if... I'm going to talk quietly for a minute. If some of us sold our houses and, and gave it in, I think somebody might sit that person down and say, is that a wise thing to do? Maybe. I think we have, to, we have to acknowledge and understand that the culture that we live in is somewhat, in, this, in our culture, is somewhat hampered by individualist, individualism, is that a word? And materialism. It's, 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 it's a bit of a stronghold. You go to another country and you come back and you can see it. I lived in Africa, for, in Uganda for a year, came back and you could see it as clean as day. <laughs> do, do you know what I mean? Um, when, you, when you're in it, you're in it. I want to encourage us, there's, there's some stuff to break out of in terms of this Western, individualistic, materialistic mindset. Uh, our, our stuff, our, our stuff is, is on loan. And, and to be the radical church that we read about in the book of Acts, then we've got to, we've got to discover this one. Our stuff isn't ours. So people, say, so people say to me, really, you know, you, do, you, do you give 10% of what you, what you earn to the church? And I say, do you know what? I get to keep 90. Get to keep 90%. I mean, you don't, you know, I'm not saying, I'm not, this is not me teaching on tithing. It's actually me teaching on giving all of it. <laughs> do you know what I mean? But the, 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 the New Testament, you know, the New Testament goes a step further than the old, if anything. It says give everything. So there was a rich young man came to Jesus and said, I've done everything. I keep all the commands. I've done it all. Jesus said, one thing you lack, sell everything you have and give it to the poor. The man went away sad. Jesus might say that to some of us. Just saying. I reckon I'm back to two people with me now. Um, <laughs> down to one. Um, and that's Martha. Um, I, this, these two words, every day, has been in my mind a little bit when I've been preparing this. Every day they met together in the temple courts and each other's homes. What would it be to be an everyday church? How would we do it with our jobs, with our culture? This, don't forget, this is me asking questions, not particularly coming up with that. I haven't got an answer for this one. Um, but I want to be an everyday church, don't you? I want to be a church with fellowship. I want to be an everyday church. I want to be a church where people... Are together. What am I doing on time? Nearly out. He's saying yes, fine, but I'd love us to rediscover that. We've we've called this Richard named this room the, the, the Granary Lounge. I would love it to be the Lounge of Hope Church, where stuff just happens. We've been we've been opening the doors this week a little bit, haven't we? Mike and Jane opening the doors this week. Yes, Amen. See, this is a this is a good point. Listen, okay. And we've opened the doors a little bit and we've just put the kettle on and opened the door, haven't we? And I think there's something really good about that. Put the kettle on, open the door. So that's what we're going to try and do in this room a little bit as a church. Put the kettle on, open the door, see what happens. 
And that, and, and that can be, let's get together around God's word. I was playing uh, pool the other, this week with a uh, group of guys that are, that are homeless. Uh, and uh, I, I want to say that I beat them all. Uh, so it was a very proud moment. Um, but I want, I want that to turn into, let's have, a, let's have a little sit down and talk about the meaning of life. And, and what could God do if we become an everyday church? And how do we do that around our jobs and all of that stuff? It's a post hole right now. How do we, how do we apply this truth and, and use creativity led by the Holy Spirit and be an everyday church? Uh, we've already talked about breaking bread. Um, they broke bread. It, it got mentioned twice, so I thought I should mention it twice. It's obviously an important thing. Uh, but there's the fellowship of that, there's the eating together of that, and there's the remembering Jesus, Jesus being at the centre, his death, his resurrection being at the centre of everything that we do. And the Lord added to their number daily those who are being saved. Who would like to rediscover that one? So there's some work to do, is there not? Time to roll up our sleeves. My, my talk today is to ask some questions and invite you to be on this journey for the next season for us. Do you know what I mean? So, so the, 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 the guys that started our movement, that started thinking about restoring the church back in the 60s and 70s, Richard was around then, just let's just say. And, 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 and uh, you know, um, they, they've, they've come this far. It's time for us to grab the button. Some, some, some of the, the younger faces in the room, I'm pointing over there because that's where some of you are sat. Um, time, time for you guys to grab the button and say, okay, let's, let's know the truth. Let's understand what God is saying in his word about what his church is. And let's apply that with Holy Spirit prompted imagination and rediscover some of the deep truths of the early church and make it more glorious than the early church. Who, who wants to come on that journey with us? I'll say it again. I'll give you some help. I'll give a show of hands. Who wants to come on that journey with us? Excellent. Right, so you're just quiet. You were with me all the way. Just quiet. Shall we, uh, shall we, can Jane come, uh, come back? Uh, and we're going to finish with a song, um, and it, it talks about the God of the city, uh, and there are greater things yet to come. Uh, there's, there's more for us to do in this work. Okay, and, and I, I for one want to, it's, it's like, the, it's a, it's, we're right at the beginning of a new journey for us in terms of being here in the city centre, being in this building, uh, but we want to discover new dimensions of what it is to be the church of Jesus Christ, don't we? And we want to learn that from the, from the word of God and be inspired by the spirit and try some stuff. Those, those guys building that fort, they tried some stuff. Some didn't work, some did. Let's try some stuff led by the Holy Spirit.